listening to the Punchless Podcast, a show dedicated to the custom home building and remodeling industry. My name is Ian MacDonald. I'm a mortgage loan originator specializing in custom home financing and remodeling financing. With me is Matt Birdwell, division president of a local custom home builder, and Jen O'Neill, operating partner who basically protects you from the most annoying thing in the world, mosquitoes. Welcome back to the Punchlist Podcast. My name is Ian. Today I'm joined with Jen and Matt on the microphones, and we have with us a very special guest in Scott Burney from Manning Building Supplies. Scott is an outside salesman with them and has been with Manning for 28 years and as a salesman for 21 years. So he's seen it all over the last uh, 21, 28 years in the industry. He's a Jacksonville native and has lived in Northeast Florida. Well, we won't get into that. I just say he's a native. I don't want to say how long he's been here because then we'll give age away. So right. we'll, we'll leave it That's at right. that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Scott, welcome to the Punchless Podcast. Great hey, to have you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Scott, so you're uh, you're in a business and you and I talk all the time, right? So we've been working together for 20 years probably. At least. Um, is there any more conversations that you'd like to have than what's Lumber doing? Well, yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> that seems to be the topic right now. But uh, no, I'm always up for sharing ideas and sharing what's new on the market. And I, I kind of view myself as a problem solver, you know, cause it, something comes up weekly. So that's the biggest thing I enjoy about our industry. That's a good point. It, it's definitely something that, you know, we're having to problem solve and we're having to uh, be more proactive than reactive and forecast further out with what you guys are doing over at Manning. You provide tons of materials every probably week. You're probably getting updates on availability issues or shortages or, or maybe things that are, are no longer an issue. Speak a little bit to that. Well, it's uh, it's funny because we just had a conversation this last week. It seems like every week, once we solve one problem, something else pops up, whether it be like right now, LVLs, huge issue. We've been allocated. We only get one truckload a month, and we're having to rotate that between our trust plant and our lumber yard. And it's just you have to really be mindful of where you're using them. So what that's caused, you think out of the box. So now when we design trusses, we're doing flat girders instead right. of LVLs and try to head that problem off and, you know, do the best we can there. Part of the solution in our mind is that we've tried to really be in good standing with our suppliers. So when they do get materials in, hopefully we're frontline, they call us first. And, you know, we've had to triple our inventory just to stay in front of it because when you order it, you don't know when you're going to get it. Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's, we're in a very unique time for sure. And it probably comes down to the communication, right? I know, uh, like I said, you and I talk quite often, so you're probably talking to all your builders and kind of giving them a heads up about, hey, this is what we're coming up against. This is how we're going to handle it. We're all, we all work together. We're going to get through it. But it's definitely a, a lot more conversations. You know, you and I talk quite a bit, but probably in the past year, year and a half, we've probably talked a lot more than, than we have in the previous oh, handful yeah. of years, always just asking questions and, and trying to get a better grip on on our industry from the supply side. Yeah, for me, I think that if you know what you're dealing with, then you know how to react to it. So, whereas two-week lead times used to be the norm, it's gone to eight and ten weeks. So, okay, mm-hmm. we need to back up. We need to plan for that. We, you know, let's, instead of waiting to walk the job to put in for doors, I need to put them in before you start the job. Right. You know, and just it just takes a lot of a lot more planning. But if you know what you're dealing with, you know how to react to it. So, Scott, you're 
talking about, you know, having to learn to go through this and, and it's this challenge that's kind of been ever evolving. Do you feel that we're, we're getting in a better place? Do you feel that you've got to a place where it's kind of a new normal, or do you think this is still a, uh, a different scene that's going to go back to maybe how it used to be kind of, what, what are you, how do you feel about that? I think the best way to put it is, I don't know that things have gotten tremendously better. They may have gotten a little bit better. I just think we've gotten better at dealing with it. And, um, you know, it, and in some fronts, the reason it's gotten better is because we saw it coming. And so we upped our inventory, our orders, so to speak, even though that we, for instance, we placed purchase orders, um, you know, first quarter last year, and we're just now getting them in. But having seen that it was going to take so long, we went ahead and doubled up and, you know, ordered more often and it's come, it's starting to come in. So from that aspect, that's getting better. But um, I think, you know, back to the point where we're learning how to deal with it better. Scott, you've obviously been in this industry for a really long time, you know, over 30 years and and obviously with Manning for, you know, over 28. So um, I'm not even going to ask you what your typical day is like, because obviously you have some challenges, but a lot of us right now are talking about these past two years, but you've seen this industry for a really long time. So prior to these past two years, what were some of the big like aha moments that you had or struggles that you really faced? Well, I mean, I think the biggest one was when you had the, the big boom in, you know, oh three, four or five. And that was a point of the supply side could keep up with it. We just couldn't keep up with it. I mean, we were just running, you know, nonstop 24 seven. And, and then that was just a challenge in itself. I mean, it's a good challenge and we were all busy and, you know, doing well, but now it's just a total opposite. You know, it's, we're, we're busy from the standpoint of just trying to source materials and keep the job moving. And it's just a different, it's just, it's just a different type of problem. Do you think that the last couple of years, or I mean, if you look at your career, having a true partner on the sales side, on the supply side is probably, I mean, I would think, you know, if you rank the important partners for a, a builder and remodeler to have, I would think you'd be near the top of that list, right? Do you think that the value of that relationship has just become much more important? And has that role changed over the last, you know, a couple of years compared to 10 years ago where, you know, you it might be more of kind of giving some guidance and, counseling and, and everything right, all right. the above nowadays or talk about that relationship well, we do a lot of talking to each other off the cliff sometimes <laughs> yeah. but, but no in all seriousness i have always viewed myself and manning for that matter is we're just an uh, an extension of the builder we're a partnership with them in a lot of ways i feel like i'm employed by the builder you know to an extent i'm out there looking out for their best interest and you know we are, we're in a relationship business and it, and that stands true for us with our vendors and us with our customers. And I, I think that if, if anything that's come from this is that how important that relationship is and that we all want to be in good standing with one another because you want to be front line if somebody can bail you out, you know, and that's can't right. come to your needs. Yeah. I think you said it, you hit the nail on the head, being a relationship business. I mean, it's something you know, we've done work together for a long time and there's there's a service that comes with with Manning, right? That's what you guys are known for. And sometimes, I mean, quite frankly, you're not the cheapest place in town, right? You're not the most expensive either, but your service stands out and that's why a lot of people 
um, use you guys and it's for those relationships. And I know if I call you and need something, you, you put it on the truck right then. It's coming to the job site. It's not, well, Matt, it's, you know, we don't have enough stuff to send there. It's going to be a couple of weeks or it's going to be a couple of days or whatever it is. And that's why, like you're saying, being an extension of the builder is critical. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of talking about the last couple of years. I'm yeah. sure you guys probably are too. Let's talk about the future, right? Okay. Let's talk about lumber futures. I watch them and you and I talk about this, right? And sometimes you're like, Matt, you just can't pay much attention to that. But when I see them dropping, I get excited, right? It may not be an instant thing. It may be coming down the road, but where do you see things moving, you know, in the next couple of months? I know we can't forecast it too far, but obviously, you know, we talked off air a little while ago, but the last couple of months we've seen dips for the first time in a while. Do you see that continuing through the summer? Do you see... What, what do you see? Where do you see this uh, going? So I knew this question would come up. So I talked to our purchasing agent, Scott, at the office. And he, and quite honestly, he said every broker he dealt with, every mill that he's talked to, half a dozen to a dozen people, they have no idea. <laughs> I they figured have, that was the answer. They have right? no idea. Yeah. I can tell you where we're at at this moment in time. Yeah. It dropped for the past 60 days. Yeah. It has bottomed out, bounced, and it's kind of, just plateaued right there. We're, yeah. you know, somewhere between eight and $900 a thousand. And right. We've talked about how that works in our industry. So talk a little bit about that for the people that don't know. Talk about um, how uh, random leads works, how the 800 per thousand, what does that mean? Yeah. So it's basically uh, board footage is how we figure things instead of lineal footage. But it, it's, you know, for instance, the market was as low as three to $400 a thousand a couple of years ago. We got as high as $2,000 a thousand. It's, it's working its way back down. So we're about halfway there. Where it ends up, I don't know. Everybody keeps wanting to throw that number 600, 1,000, they think will be the new norm at some point in the future. But um, there's a you know organization out there and four of the board members sit on it. It's called Pro Sales. They're bullish. They think that the market demand's not going anywhere and that this could be the new norm. Mm. So that's kind of relating to the mortgage industry. Well, one, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's asked for predictions about interest rates or about the future and stuff. And nobody really has a, you know, everybody's crystal ball is a little fogged right now, right? right? right. But some w- way I heard somebody refer to it was talking about gas prices. You know, you think about back 20 years ago, you go to the gas station, you could scrummage in your ashtray and put a couple gallons of gas in your car and you'd be good to go, right? Well, now that doesn't go as far, but it's like gas prices went up. Yeah, they've come back down, but they're never going back down to where they were before. And that's kind of like, all right, people have accepted it. I think, you know, if you think about mortgage rates or you think about lumber or whatever it may be, is is that kind of the same thought process? Like, hey, they've gone up. Yeah, they might come back down, but they're going to kind of be in a new range type of thing. I got to interrupt you real quick. So going back to that analogy, this is this is a funny story because- uh, last Did I get it on this show? I forget where I heard it no, from. Well, no. <laughs> so, so a week ago, right? I get a call. I'm up in Fernandina. It's eight o'clock in the, mer- in the morning. Darla calls me and says, hey, Ashton's truck is broke down on the side of the road. And so I call Ashton up, my son, and, and, and uh, hey, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. My car just kind of stalled and shut off and I pulled over. And I was like, well, do you have gas? He's like, yeah, put $10 of gas in yesterday. And so instantly I was like, okay, well, 10 bucks. Yeah, he's got gas. So I started going through everything One and else. A half gallons. Well, then I started thinking about it. I was like, he only, that's only, you know, two gallons of gas. And, and he drove around here. And that's what it ended up being. I mean, he had yeah. just put $10 in the day before, but it ended up being he ran out of gas. Well, that's funny and, you say, like, oh, $10. You know, you think it's a lot. That's right. Like when somebody it's, says, oh, the, that was in 1990. And you're like, yeah. oh, that was just, you know, when his truck like, only gets 13 miles a gallon. Yeah. So did you go save him? Darla went and took him gas. There you yeah. go. But it was just something where like ten dollars. I was like, oh yeah, well, surely he's got gas. So right? I'll share this. I'll share this with you that I just had this conversation with Spike. Yeah, 
who was the founder and owner of Manning, on two line items, gas and personnel. If we stay pace right now, it's going to add $6 million to our cost. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and then you're talking about, we've had this conversation too about just freight, right? I mean, just logistics of not just the cost of it, but logistics of, of freight being a, a major issue, just yeah. getting the products here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there was a point in time, I think we've gotten past that, but it would be price at time of receipt. Right. Because the company that was shipping it to us had no idea what their freight was going to be. So how do you control, how do, how do I give you, quote something, that something that's on the road that I don't even have You have no yet. idea. So it's tough. Ian, I derailed your gas thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I forget where I'm going. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Scott, you're obviously a super solution-oriented person. We heard that from Matt, too. He sang your praises. Well, I appreciate but that. what are some of your most favorite things to do uh, in your role? You know, you've been doing this a long time, and you probably have seen a ton of different situations, obviously right now being one of those crazy times. What do you get excited about? Well, I mean – I do enjoy my job. I love being out, meeting people, and and I do like being chased, uh, challenged. You know, faced with problems that you got to think out of the box and and come up with a solution for it. And it seems like there's one every week. I don't, I can't think of a particular instance right now, but um, you know, and a kind of a new role that we are bringing younger and salesmen on. I enjoy mentoring them and kind of showing them the ropes. So I get a lot of joy out of that. Yeah, and one thing we were talking about too is just the amount of tenure you guys have at Manning. Yeah, speaks speaks volumes to our company and and the leaders and founders, and we call it the Manning culture, and it's a it's really a family oriented company, and uh, it's it's fun to be there. Talking about mentoring young people coming into the supply side, also as we see, you know. Builders come onto their own. They might be working for another builder, but they branch out on their own or a remodeler or whatnot. What are some of the words of wisdom that you can put onto those folks who might have only been in business on their own for less than maybe five years or four years or, you know, relatively young in their career, if you think of it that way? What would something that you would think to tell them to say, hey, this is, you know, some good words of wisdom? Well, the biggest thing is know your cost. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's I, I see it a lot that they, you know, let's say a superintendent sees somebody doing it and say, well, I can do it. They go out there and jump out there and try it. And it's not as easy as it looks when it's, it's coming out of your pocket. And, uh, you know, build, these builders are at a lot of risk every day. I mean, they're, they're putting, putting a lot out there on the line. And it's, uh, that's the number one key to business is you got to know your cost. And we're in a point in time where it's, it's tough to control. It's tough to know. So on those new guys, those young guys coming in, are you are you steering them in a different direction, or are you just you know kind of telling them like, hey, you're coming into a time that's that's different. I mean, quite frankly, come work for us for a little bit. Right, <laughs> right. It's just different. I mean, we've got uh, someone who who started with us, you know, probably eight months ago, and uh, and she didn't really come from a construction background. And I, I find myself telling her all the time, like this, it was a little different right now. This is how we have to manage this or handle this, and this hasn't always been this way. And but you kind of, you know, like we've talked about, you're kind of readapting and, and pivoting and yeah. and trying to just deal the best with what we're faced. So it is interesting. I, you know, my sons and my oldest sons in the um, construction manager program at UNF, and I like to get his feedback about what those students think they're getting into. They have they don't know anything else. Yeah. The ones that have started working in the field, you know, it's chaos. It's you know, windows not being on jobs are normal to them. 
they haven't lived in the normal construction days. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to, to see their, their take on it. Well, you were yeah. saying, you know, when you were talking about the person who's come to work for you, didn't really have that experience. And you were saying, you know, doing it a little different now. Well, the different now is their norm. Like right, you're saying. Right. So, well, they, do they need to understand that it's different now or this is really, they're being trained in this, yeah. you know, really challenging they need environment. To definitely be, have their organizational skills yeah. in tune. Right. And they're they're earning their stripes and, yeah. out there. Yeah. Their stories will be opposite of ours. They'll say, yeah, one day uh, it used to take us, you know, 12, 14, 20 weeks to get windows. Now it's only taken four. This is great. Yeah. 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 Their stories will be backwards. But yeah. talking about that, I mean, has there been any drastic technology changes or, or things like in your industry? in the time that you've you've been there well sure for on our side i mean we've come a long way i mean i'm dating myself here a little bit but <laughs> i don't you know. need to do that i'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying you know some different stuff but, but you know with the software that we've implemented i don't know six years ago uh, some of its technology where we can track orders it's real time um one of the big things are, are mobile imaging where we'd make deliveries and we have that image stored so we can prove to the builder that it was delivered or in what shape it was delivered, where it's it like was Amazon. put. Yeah. Yeah. Like where it's put. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's certainly more beneficial for us because it, it, it takes care of a lot of arguments pretty quick, but they're, you know, if the builder's out there trying to find it and our driver hit it in the pantry or something, we we can tell them, Hey, it's in here or what, you know, true so. stories. I mean, I've, I've been looking for something and I've called Scott and be like, man, where's that? Well, Scott will say it was sent yesterday. I'm like, I don't see it anywhere. And he'll send me a picture and then I'll, I'll go find it. Do you ever give that to Matt just to throw him off a little bit, hide it in like the upper pantry? <laughs> he might not have before, but now he's <laughs> You're talking about communication. Matt was talking about how great, you know, communication is with you and, and what, and that's such a valuable piece. And that's any relationship we have, whether it's a spouse, whether it's somebody we work with or whatever, communication is key, right? How do you communicate? Do you find it's best by phone? Do you use text, email, in-person site visits? What's your secret to great communication? He still has the next tell. Beep, beep. Yeah. God, those things were the worst. Be sitting at dinner. Somebody talks to you all of a sudden. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I know that time is of the essence, and especially the supers in the field, they want an answer then and there. And usually I let them dictate what's best for them. Would they rather text, email? Because I, I prefer it all. I mean, I love emails because I have a paper train. We've got the capability where I can have a laptop and my computer. If they're trying to find something, I can look it up right then and there. So I try to respond as quick as I can. One, get, it gets it off my plate, but also it's getting them the information they need right then and there and not waste time. That's so true about the communication too. I mean, some guys, it's just text messaging. You know, some are email and some are phone calls and you got to kind of learn which way works for who. You know, it's interesting, Scott. So we've talked a lot about the lumber stuff, but Manning sells all kinds of products. Tell us a little bit more about just what you guys offer. Yeah, so we, you know, we're pretty much start to finish. We have trust divisions. Uh, we have door shops. We build our own doors in house, uh, windows, uh, you know, from low end to high end, wood clad windows, lumber, of course, trim. Where we really flourish is custom, you know, high end custom. If you want to, if you want something nobody, nobody else has, we'll cut the knives for it and run it for you. So, I mean, there's really no end to what we can do. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you guys know Ian and Jim, but they, they don't sell to the public. They're truly just a, a builder establishment where they provide materials for the builders, which I think is, is neat too. So it's definitely a builder focus. Yeah, and it's uh, we just feel like that's our niche. That's who we want to be. We excel at it. And, you know, the retailers, there's plenty of places they can go because that just bogs you down. And we get so many calls now that, you know, want to buy LVLs. Right. And they're like, I don't think so. 
we'd rather keep those for our customers and take care of them. Well, going back to one thing that Matt said about the communication, and you were talking about it as well, and I, I think that's a, a key point. You said you asked them how they want to be communicated with. People talk about the golden rule, treat people how you want to be treated, but the platinum rule is treat people how they want to be treated. And that's 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 real strong there. Yeah. You, know, you find out what they want and you oh, handle it. Yeah, and it, 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 it make them feel comfortable. And, and it seems to be text is the you know, choice of communication. And that's fine with me, I've, you know, because it's just as easy to copy, send it, you know, in an email back to the office. And, you know, the, the quicker you can react and communicate the answer back to them, it's, uh, it's just better for everybody. So you mentioned how you feel like you're an extension of these builders, these remodelers a lot of the time. And we talked about, you know, some of your advice to give some of the young bucks that are coming up. But what do you feel like in, in your time in this industry, you know, dealing with these builders, what's been some of your like biggest aha moments, like biggest learnings? You just, every, every customer is different. Every customer's needs are different and, and everybody kind of runs their jobs differently. The best way I found is that I kind of view myself as a superintendent for them. So I go out there and I look at their jobs, even before I even call on a customer for the first time, I go out there and try and see how they're doing it from, you know, the ground up, learn, you know, backwards to forwards and then, you know, offer some advice to see, hey, you know, have you ever thought about doing this or use this product? It could help you here. You know, just certain things. I can't think of any specific things like that, but, you know, we walk jobs all the time and I, if I'm i trying to find mistakes ahead of time to alleviate headaches. You know, if something's framed wrong before we ship the doors out there and the trim guy shows up, we get it fixed because the framers are there right then and there and it saves time. It saves you know, aggravation, you know, just stuff like that. That's awesome. And obviously you just being an expert in your field, I mean, is a huge benefit. Matt was talking about it earlier, you know, to, to these builders. So that's really cool. Just how much you care. You can, you can tell that you really have that passion and that care. So uh, something you can't buy, you know, no, I appreciate it. And I enjoy it. I really do. You remember, uh, what your first job when you got in working for Manny, what you were doing, your first job doing was sweeping floors or what were, what were you doing? So that's part of the Manning culture that no matter what your background is, if you're, you think you're an expertise, you're going to go do every job at least once. And the reason behind that is, is when you get to where I'm at or, you know, up, you know, move up throughout the organization, when you ask somebody to do something, you should know what goes into ha- making it happen. And so I, I've done it all. I mean, I've, I started in the yard pulling orders, front desk, you know, whenever design trusses. And that, that's, I'm glad I did because, you know, I can fall back on that. Well, outside of what you're doing now, because you obviously enjoy that and you're great at it. But out of those, which, which one did you have the most fun doing out of all the jobs that happen on site? I would tell you outside. I, I enjoyed getting outside. It was a funny story. You know, I started and, you you know, you're kind of, on a salary and then you want, once you get, cause we're commission based and once you get to the point where you're, you're starting to make more selling than you would be on salary. You go out there and you say, okay, I'm ready to go commission. And I just got married to Rhonda. And I think the next two months I didn't sell anything. <laughs> like, oh man, I think I've made a mistake. Bring, bring that, that <laughs> yeah. consistent paycheck. Right. Yeah. But uh, then it, it, it took off from there and it's all, it's all been good. So she was your good luck charm. That's right. That's right. For motivation. Yep. <laughs> Behind every good man's a better woman. There you, go. you guys are smart. <laughs> so one of the things you said to us earlier is that you like to fish. Yep. Absolutely. Don't have a whole lot of time to do it right now, but I enjoy it. What's your specialty? Um, 
Fre- uh, freshwater is what we go to most, but uh, we love getting offshore when we can. Took spring break, went down to Key West, had a good time with uh, the kids. So any chance we get, that's where we're at. So obviously a salesperson, you're working around the clock, right? You don't have hours. You're just kind of go, go, go. How do you, or do you shut off? How do you, how do you kind of just disconnect and get that time to I do take Sundays off. That's my, that's my day to recharge the batteries. But usually Saturdays I get the most done, uh, doing takeoffs and paperwork. And, but, uh, if it slows down, I'll stop working then. But right now it's too busy to slow down. Yeah. We were talking, Jackie Rowland was on the podcast, um, a little while ago and she was saying how, when she goes into a building, she literally is looking around, even if she's at dinner with her husband, if she's looking around and, and thinking through, you know, the design. So do you find yourself doing that too? When you're driving through areas and neighborhoods? Oh yeah. I can't go in a, I don't care if it's a restaurant or a hotel, I'll, I'll critique everything. <laughs> it's just in my nature. What about you flying down the river, going fishing? You're like, oh, I got the supplies on that house. I yeah. got the supplies on that house. Yeah, it's fun to share with your kids too. That hey, I was involved in that, and you know, there's not too many neighborhoods we can ride through that I don't say that. That's right. Been around a little while. Yeah, it's, it's always funny getting the kids' perspective. Sometimes you're like, hey, you know, yeah. I was involved with that or helped with that, and they're like, oh, that's that's great. That's yeah. that's nice. I guess the apples <laughs> don't far 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 from the tree. My son's kind of following what your son's doing too. So yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun to see where it goes. Awesome. Well, did, Scott, go ahead. Did you give him the advice to to follow those those uh, footsteps, or did he try to steer him away? You know, he he's quite honest with me. He says he doesn't really know which direction he wants to go, but he does like the construction industry. So yeah. we'll see yeah. where he ends That's up. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a great industry to be in. I mean, it's people, it's challenges. If you like yeah. problem solving, and plus, your gosh, construction providing. You know, on the residential side, you're providing homes for people. You know, being a part of a necessity, somebody to have a home. So it's a yeah. pretty special thing to be a part it's of. A, it's a great industry, no doubt. Yeah. Well, Scott, thank you for being on the Punchless Podcast. You've been great, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Been a blast. A lot of times, Ian will say, like, how can people find you? But we don't want you to offer any of your, your trust design services to anybody else right now. Um, so Matt's being greedy. greedy <laughs> yeah, anybody listening, we're only two weeks out on design. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, it's been great, man. You've been fun. You've, uh, you've been a wonderful guest. We'll, we'll have to have you come back at some point in the future to, to talk about it again. But again, thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for supporting the industry. And uh, thank you for me and being a, a great partner out there to the custom home building world. And yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Punchless Podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit the subscribe button and also follow us on Instagram at the Punchless Podcast.